Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Connection. It's what we crave. We know how good it feels to have it, how bad it feels to lose it, how we do anything to get it back even something crazy. A few years ago, I went through a bad breakup. It drove me out of my mind and into my car. Before I knew it, I was road tripping across the Southwest, trying to outrun my feelings. I'd never been to Santa Fe, but I'd hoped to find peace in New Mexico. Let the desert sun bake the bad vibes out of my brain. Well, love led me astray. I didn't realize that Santa Fe was actually a mountain town high in the Rockies. It was midnight when I drove up a steep, curvy highway headed to an Airbnb in the hills. I wasn't sure I'd find it since a mist was moving in, different than any I'd ever seen, a purple-black cloud that I could smell through my window. It was sweet but sickly, like rotting flowers. Even after flicking on my brights, I couldn't see more than five feet ahead, so I slowed down. And thank God I did, because the light came at me fast. I skidded to a stop. The light came from a downed motorbike on the road. Next to it was a youngish guy hunched in pain, cuts crisscrossing his flesh. He faced a woman, half in shadow. All I saw was a glimpse of her dark hair shining in the moonlight. The man dashed to my car, begging for help. I unlocked the door, he scrambled in, and I told him he needed a doctor. He said I could take him anywhere, anywhere but here. I shifted into gear, then remembered the woman he was with. I looked to the road, but she was gone. I asked, where was she? Who was she? My terrified passenger whispered, the date from hell. You're listening to Run Fool. I'm Rodney Barnes, and this is episode 14, La Mala Aura. I drove downhill scanning my phone for a nearby hospital. My passenger was out of it, kept looking back, mumbling at me to speed up. We had to beat the mist. Look, it did seem like the mist was tailing us, but I chalked it up to my nerves. 
I had to stay focused and keep this guy lucid, so I peppered him with questions. I found out his name was Jay. Good start. But when I asked how a date led to this mess, he let out a half-sob, half-laugh. <laughs> you wouldn't believe me if I told you. I put a hand on his shoulder and said, Try me. A couple months ago, Jay hunched in his half-furnished condo, staring at a dating app. He felt like the oldest man in the world. He wasn't, but Jay was 35, and he'd never been on a dating app. Hadn't even been on a date since he was 20. Since Eve. That was back in Philly, his hometown. Jay met Eve in college, where he was a poetry major and she was a scientist. It was opposites attract and love at first sight. Their friends hooked up and broke up and rewrote their lives through their 20s, but Jay and Eve were rock solid. He treated her like royalty, and he thought they'd last forever until she blindsided him with a confession. This isn't working for me. She wasn't sure if Jay was there because she loved him or if she just loved Jay because he was there. Eve squeezed his arm, insisting, you deserve better. She said it kindly, but it felt so cruel. Jay wished he could be cruel right back, wished he could make Eve suffer for stringing him along, but it wasn't in his nature, so he willed his heart to go numb. If she didn't want him there, he'd get gone. Jay was too old for a quarter-life crisis and too young for a midlife crisis, so he split the difference. He took a job at a startup as an HR manager all the way across the country in Santa Fe. He buzzed his hair, got into CrossFit and Japanese whiskey. He even bought a motorcycle. Poor guy. One lonely Friday, Jay finally felt semi-human, so he texted his buddies back east. Uh, how do dating apps work? They told him about one called Moment. It wasn't free, but the girls were quality, verified. No Tinder swindlers or axe murderers. Jay made a profile, and with a few mediocre selfies and a bio that was short, sincere, and kind of a snooze. He flexed his thumbs, heard his knuckles crack. It was time to swipe. The rules were easy. Right for a like, left for a pass. He figured this would just be a fun way to kill some time. But his jaw dropped when he saw Lila's profile. She had dark hair, sun-kissed skin, hypnotic indigo eyes. Lila was as hot as Eve was beautiful, her opposite and equal. But Jay was wary. She looked too good to be true. Still, it couldn't hurt to read her bio. Santa Fe native, jaded in a fun way. Big fan of first dates, second chances, and third base. If you're lucky. Jay laughed and swiped right, and they matched. A shiver ran down his spine. Jay knew deep in his bones Lila would change his life. When Lila sauntered into the martini bar later that night, Jay almost fell out of his booth. She looked like a queen from Game of Thrones, dark hair cascading down her midnight blue cape dress. Everyone around her stared, intrigued, afraid and aroused, just like Jay, who gave her a nervous wave. Lila slipped into the booth, perfume wafted off her, wild and sweet. Jay opened his mouth, praying he wouldn't babble, but Lila spoke first. So, Jay, how dirty do you like your martini? Lila wasn't just supernaturally hot. She was also funny, smart, and a good listener, so Jay poured his heart out, 
Not about his breakup, that'd be pathetic, but about how hard it was to make friends in a new town. About his depressing HR job where he strung people along before laying them off. Lila put her hand on his, and Jay felt a jolt. Her fingers were cold, but he felt warm, disoriented, like it was in a fever dream. She told him she understood completely about loneliness and about work. In a daze, Jay asked, what do you do? Lila looked away, vulnerable. She didn't like to talk about her job. People got touchy. They said she'd made everyone's lives worse. Jay cocked his head. Maybe it was the drinks, but he couldn't figure out what the hell she meant. Then it came to him. Oh, you're a health insurance rep, right? Lila burst out laughing. Jay felt like a king. The bar closed at midnight, so Jay and Lila reluctantly wandered out. Feeling bold, he took her hand and pointed to his motorcycle. Did she want to take a ride? A torn Lila ran a hand across his cheek and murmured. She did, but she had work to do. Then she winked and whispered, next time. Jay rode off, feeling young and alive. It was a beautiful night. An ethereal mist spread through the street, curling around him like an embrace. He took a deep breath. It smelled as sweet as Lila did. He picked up speed, already planning their next date. He couldn't remember the last time he felt so hopeful until he realized it was 15 years ago after his first date with his ex. And like the mist, doubt crept in. What the hell was he doing falling for the first woman he met after Eve like a chump? Lila would probably break his heart too, and Jay wasn't here to get played again. He pulled over, whipped out his phone, and opened up the Moment app, went to Lila's profile, and clicked block. It faded away, and so did his anxiety. Until her profile reappeared. Jay frowned. Glitchy ass app. He grunted, trying to avoid Lila's hypnotic gaze in her picture. He clicked block for a second time. And now the app bugged and pixelated, flickering before it froze on Lila. No matter what he did, Jay couldn't quit the app or get rid of it. And the longer he looked at her picture, Jay could swear Lila's eyes were getting angrier. That night, Jay awoke to a pinging sound. He blinked, realizing that he couldn't see much. Mist filled his room. Floating in from a window, he swore he'd closed. His phone lit up like a lighthouse in the fog. He grabbed it. The pings came from the Moment app. Messages from Lila, who he blocked. One word, over and over. Why? 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 Jay heard a cracking sound, then gasped as his phone screen splintered. A clawed hand burst through the screen and throttled his neck. He screamed and choked and threw his phone across the room. It slammed against the wall. And Jay actually woke up. His window was closed. The morning sun shone outside. He was safe and alone. He shuffled over to grab his phone from where he'd thrown it in his nightmare. It was scuffed, but otherwise fine. He opened Moment. Lila's profile was finally gone. And even better, he'd gotten some new matches. Jay smirked. There were hundreds of Lilas out there, and meeting them sounded way better than catching feelings again. It was time to make some changes. Jay revamped his Moment page with a cocky, flirty bio and a main picture of him on his motorcycle. 
He stood in front of the headlight while nighttime mists wafted around him, looking ready to star in the next Fast and Furious. He studied the best selfie angles and even uploaded a shirtless one that he photoshopped a bit. Everyone uses filters, right? Most importantly, Jay swiped like the wind all day, left, right, left, right. At first, it made his hands ache, but now he was a pro. His thumbs practically had abs. He went on dozens of dates following strict rules. They had to be in Santa Fe's hippest bars, so if the date was a dud, he'd still get to know the nightlife better. They could last an hour max, and he could only have one drink, so he wouldn't get sloppy or sentimental. If the date ended in sex, great, but even then, he wouldn't let anyone spend the night. Cuddles complicated things. Jay had fun dating, but he really got off on swiping, on feeling wanted as matches came in. Sometimes he'd ghosted before the dates even happened. It was all a game anyway. The people didn't seem real on the app or in person. He didn't feel bad about using the same openers in every chat and the same jokes on every date because the ladies' responses all felt canned too. The old Jay would have been upset by the fact that everyone on these apps seemed like zombies. But new Jay, who didn't catch feelings, he figured this was how modern dating went. You swiped, you met up, you sipped some pricey cocktails, you kept one eye on your date while the other eye searched the room, hoping for something better out there. And your date did the same thing. Jay could live with that. Jay sat in a plush leather booth on his 30th date, maybe. He couldn't keep track. He nursed a bourbon while this girl, Marcy, yapped about the New Age crystal store she owned. She was a local, nice enough, cute enough, a B-plus in human form. Marcy cleared her throat. It was Jay's cue to respond, which was tough since he hadn't really listened. He went with the old standard. Wow, that's wild. Marcy let out a half-hearted giggle and said she had to use the restroom. She tottered off in her stilettos, and Jay looked around at all the other zombie-like couples. He wondered if any of them would last. Probably not. Someone caught his eye at the far side of the room. A woman leaned at the bar. The light was dim, the air almost hazy, and her back was turned. But from the dark hair, the cape dress, and the martini in her hand, Jay was pretty sure it was Lila. In fact, he could even smell her perfume. Like she sensed him, Lila slowly turned to look right at Jay. Her gaze burned with rage and hunger. Jay felt his vision blur and his ears ring, so he ducked into the booth breathless. They'd only been on one date. Why'd he feel so guilty and scared? Jay clenched his jaw, angry at his loss of control. He wouldn't let a pissed-off cast-off ruin his night. He leaned forward to peer at the bar. Now, Lila was gone. A couple sat in their place. He started to wonder if she'd ever been there at all or if he was losing his mind when someone grabbed his arm. Whether you're searching for a home to buy or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and gives personalized recommendations based on the homes that you like so you can find the home that's just right for you. You can favorite homes, share listings with others, and even schedule tours with a local Redfin agent all in the app. When you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, and they know how to help you win the right home at the right price. So download the Redfin app to get started today.
Jay yelped, terrified that Lila had come to confront him. But it was just his date, Marcy, who he'd honestly forgotten about. Vague concern threatened to crease Marcy's Botox brow. Vying for his attention, she pasted a smile on and offered to buy another round. But Jay had to get out of this bar, out of his head. He stood and said he was going home. And he got a dark little thrill from seeing Marcy's face fall. He kept her in suspense. Before he snaked his arm around her waist and winked, you're coming too. Jay let out a whoop as he took Marcy for a motorcycle joy ride on the misty mountain roads, speeding with daredevil swagger, too fast for any feelings to catch him. He figured Marcy was having the time of her life too, until he felt a tap-tap on his back. Marcy said something, but Jay couldn't hear her. He pulled over at a crossroads and asked what was up. She mumbled that she didn't feel well. Could he just drop her off at home? Jay couldn't hide how pissed he was, even when he could tell it made Marcy skittish. She assured him, it's not you, you're great. It's the mist. See, there was this local legend about La Mala Aura, the evil hour. If you saw a midnight mist, something bad was hiding in it, waiting for you. Some said it was a temptress, others said it was a demon. Either way, you were screwed. The monster in the mist would either drive you insane or kill you. Jay rolled his eyes. Clearly, the moment app didn't filter out the crazies. He told Marcy it was a dumb superstition. If it were true, he'd be dead already because he'd seen this mist plenty of times in the last few weeks. It was just weird weather. Marcy went pale and told him the nights had been dry lately, not misty. She got off the bike her voice trembling. If you're the only one seeing it, then it's hunting you. Jay let out a bitter laugh. <laughs> Trust me, nobody wants me that bad. Marcy pointed a shaking finger over his shoulder. She does. Jay turned to face a demon, a she-beast in a tattered cape with matted hair, glowing purple eyes, and a mouthful of fangs. She screeched, then dissolved into mist and whooshed at them. Marcy bolted. Jay ran after her, but the mist got so thick he couldn't see. He slowed down, panic gripping his chest. All he heard was the click of Marcy's heels echoing from somewhere. In front of him? Behind? He couldn't tell. He staggered back, calling her name, then backed into something and toppled to the ground. Jay scrambled to his knees and saw Marcy crouch low, clutching her knees and shaking. He looked around. The mist was closing in from all sides. They had to run. He reached out to take her hand and she met his gaze. Her fear curdled into anger and she whispered, I should have swiped left. The mist attacked. Vapor tendrils plunged into Marcy's eyes, ears, nose, and mouth. She let out a rasp, screaming and choking. The mist wrapped around her arms and jerked her up, 10 feet in the air, dangling her like a broken puppet. Then it flung Marcy over the edge of the road into the valley. Jay covered his ears, but he still heard the sick, wet crunch far below and the giggle that echoed within the mist. He jumped up and ran to his bike, then gunned the engine. He didn't look back. He prayed he could outrun the thing that was hunting him. After a minute or so, he breathed easier. Maybe he'd make it out. Jay felt a whoosh behind him, then a pungent breath caressed his ear and pale, clawed hands snaked their way around his chest clutching him tight. Over the engine's roar, he heard Lila's voice. So, Jay, 
How about that second date? Jay screamed and swerved. The bike crashed on its side, and his world went dark. Jay's eyes fluttered open. His head pounded and blood blurred his vision. He tried to sit up, but something pinned him down. He worried he was trapped under his bike, but when he blinked away the blood, he saw Lila straddled him with a grin. Delirious and resigned, Jay told her to do it, kill him. She was Lamala Orr, right? Lila winced. I told you, I don't like talking about work, and I don't want to kill you. Jay snapped. Then why'd she haunt his dreams, stalk him, and oh yeah, throw his date off a cliff? Lila shrugged. I got jealous. I wanted her out of the way so we could talk. I need to know, Jay. What did I do wrong? A trapped, bewildered Jay listened to Lila unload. She was sick of being alone, single for centuries. As a demon, it was hard to meet people unless she was disemboweling them. She thought she'd have better luck on the apps, and when she found Jay's profile, she felt hope. He looked sweet, a bit sad too, which she could relate to. He didn't seem like he could hurt her, so she'd never have to hurt him back. She used ancient magic to mold herself into something pleasing to the human eye, and on their date, she listened to his petty mortal problems. She got tipsy and giggly and flirty without being crass. She did everything men were supposed to like, and Jay still blocked her for no reason. Lila's anger boiled over, her pretty face rotting into its true fanged and furious form. She bellowed. Why? Jay didn't know how to explain ghosting to a demon, but he tried, like his life depended on it. He wasn't looking for anything serious, and he wanted to explore his options, and, and he stammered until a phrase came to mind. He squeezed her arm, trying to sound kind. You deserve better. Lila's eyes narrowed. None of that makes sense. What are you hiding? Before Jay could stop her, Lila's arms dissolved into tendrils of mist and plunged into his eyes. He felt searing pain as Lila burrowed in, poking and prodding at his mind. With every jab, Jay saw a flash of his ex, Eve, breaking up with him. The mist cleared and Jay gasped. Lila had changed forms. Now she looked like Eve. This woman, she said that to you. You deserve better. You weren't sure she meant it. It hurt, and you weren't brave enough to hurt her back. So you hurt me instead. Lila's lip curled in disgust. Jay wasn't on the apps for love or even for sex. He was there to take back control, to harden his heart and pass the pain along. Did every mortal do that? Bottle up their trauma from one lover and unleash it onto the next? Was that what passed for connection in this sorry new age? She shook her head and looked away. And people say, I'm a monster. Jay felt a sting of shame until he remembered he was the victim. With an angry grunt, he reared up to slam the demon to the ground. Before she hit the asphalt, she screeched and exploded into a cloud of mist. Jay scrambled to his feet. With his limp and his injuries, he didn't get more than five steps away before Lila rematerialized in front of him. She pressed her hands on his chest like she could push her way into his heart. Hell, she probably could. With a manic edge, Lila admitted they'd both done bad things and he could get as mad as he wanted if it helped him out of the dark. If they worked through this, and if he apologized, they could be good together. Her voice cracked, 
everyone deserves a second chance, right? Jay knew how Lila felt, but he couldn't let himself feel sorry. He didn't want to feel anything, so he summoned every bit of steel he had. I'd rather die. Lila's eyes glowed with cold purple fire. Then that's what you deserve. She raised her claws, ready to rip out his heart. And look, if demons exist, angels might too, because that's when I swerved onto the road and almost rammed Jay with my car. I don't think I'd have rescued Jay if I'd known the whole story, but 20 minutes later, racing to the first urgent care I could find on my phone, I sure did. Now I was looking in the rear view, watching the mist gain on us. I was so panicked I almost missed the exit, but I peeled off the mountain road just in time. Tired squealing, I pulled into a dingy urgent cares parking lot. Half-dead fluorescence flickered in the windows, but I couldn't tell if anyone was even in there. I glanced at Jay, worried I'd lost him, but he was sitting quietly, tears on his cheeks. He turned to me, looking like a little kid, and asked, Is this all my fault? I wanted to say no, but honestly, I wasn't sure. And before I got the chance to lie, purple-black mist flew past the car and coalesced by the urgent care entrance. Lila waited there, her expression impenetrable. I revved the engine to hightail it out, but Jay told me to stop. I said that was nuts, but he shook his head, making a tough decision. I can't keep running. He thanked me and got out of the car. He limped to Lila and took her hand, said, I'm sorry, then collapsed to the ground. She smiled. It wasn't an evil smile, though. It was sad, but hopeful. She looked up, our eyes locking. She waved, as if to say, run along now. Then Lila leaned down, picked Jay up like a rag doll, and carried him in to get help. I wish I could say I stuck around, but hell hath no fury like a woman blocked and I did not want to get in Lamala Aura's way. I actually wasn't too worried for Jay. It's an old cliche that hurt people hurt people, but it's true. Jay may have been the victim in his breakup, but in his mad dash to outrun the sorrow, he became a villain. It's easy to do that, especially on dating apps, where too often you're only swiping to pass the time or fuel your ego. It's hard to connect with another person when you're barely acting human yourself. Lila was a monster, but she scared some sense into Jay, reminded him that he had a heart by threatening to rip it out. Hey, we all need tough love sometimes. Maybe the date from hell turned out to be a match made in heaven. Run Fool is a production of Ballin Studios, Campside Media, and Atwell Media. It is hosted and executive produced by me, Rodney Barnes. This episode was written by Amin Osman and produced by Abakar Adan and Lee Mengistu. Editing by Matt Scher. It was also sound designed and mixed by Kevin Seaman. Creature vocalization by Terry Cashburn and Colette Anderson. And artwork by Jessica Clogston Kiner. Production support by Jeremy Bond and Cole Lacasio. Special thanks to our operations team, Doug Slaywin, Ashley Warren, Sabina Mara, and Destiny Dingle. 
Executive producers at Ballin Studios are Mr. Ballin, Nick Witters, and Zach Levitt. Executive producers at At Will Media are Will Malnati and Rosie Garrett. Executive producers at Campside Media are Matt Scher, Josh Dean, Vanessa Gregoriadis, and Adam Hoff. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.